Welcome to the Dermatology Podcast. I'm Adriana and today we are joined by Dr. Sergio Vagnon-Galvan, who will be sharing some advice on where to begin if you are considering branching out on social media with professional dermatology content and a few watchouts. Dr. Sergio Vagnon-Galvan is a dermatologist, trichologist and hair surgeon, director of the trichology unit of the Ramon Ikajal University Hospital and the trichology and hair transplant unit of Pedro Jing Group Clinic in Madrid. He leads an active research group in the study of different forms of alopecia and has published more than 260 scientific articles. He's also considered one of the top five most influential doctors and social networks in Spain. But before we get into that... Hosted in Porto, Portugal from the 28th to the 30th of November 2022, the EDU Autumn School is the first multi-course event organized by the Academy where eight courses covering various dermatovenerology topics will run in parallel. It will count the experience of 40 plus speakers, offering a total of 400 seats for residents, specialists in nurses in dermatology and virology, and a range of topics from dermoscopy to inflammatory diseases, from skin infections to hair and nails. Visit eadv.org to learn about how to register and participate in this exclusive learning opportunity. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Vanyu Galvan. I'm really pleased that you're here with us today. I wanted to start off just by asking you a little bit about yourself and your journey so far professionally. Thank you very much, Adriana. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm a dermatologist. I have been responsible for the trichology unit at Ramonica Hall Hospital in Madrid for 10 years, and I'm the current coordinator of the Spanish trichology group. I combine my activity in the public hospital with my activity in the private clinic, and during these years, I have carried out different projects at a digital level, including mobile applications, teledermatology, and a frequent participation in social networks. So, my two great passions are trichology and innovation. Trichology and innovation. Brilliant. We are here today to talk about some of these modern applications in dermatology. Could you start by sharing some of the best and worst things you've experienced in social media and maybe a few campaigns you've worked on that have really benefited from this medium? Yes, well, participation in social networks can have great advantages like visibility, contact with peers, health, education, and others. It's not about exaggerating your skills, but about showing your daily work. In my opinion, digital identity is relevant, and I think the new generations of dermatologists should have an understanding of digital media and how to build a, a good reputation. Well, um, I think, let me show you two examples. Um, thanks to the contact with another doctor, Dr. Christos Tiochos on LinkedIn, I established this contact to organize one of the most prestigious scientific studies in which I have participated, published in the journal Nature Communications about the genetics of frontal fibrosis and alopecia. So we can see that social networks can be interesting to establish these contacts from a scientific point of view. In reference to the general population, some time ago, we developed a medical application aimed, to, aimed at patients called PhotoSkin, which facilitated the taking of photographs and comparison of the patient's moles as a photo library and made it easier for the patient to take those images to the dermatologist, facilitating the early diagnosis of melanoma by knowing the evolution of these moles. It was awarded as health application of the year in Spain, had hundreds of thousands of downloads and allowed the early diagnosis of melanoma in some patients. So we can see the, the power of uh, social networks and mobile applications in, uh, for the uh, general uh, education of the population and for the healthcare system. 
Wow, that really shows the power of social networks and applications for the education of the general population. But I mean, particularly during the last two years during the pandemic, when people haven't been able to get to see their doctors as easily. It's really impressive. And all that stemming from a connection on LinkedIn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We, we participated on different campaigns and we um, shared the information about this mobile application. We didn't have any other advertisements. And only with this um, dissemination of information on social networks, we reached these uh, figures, these numbers of downloads. And we were really happy because we uh, thought that we were helping the general population and, and giving them uh, a rigorous information about the uh, how to distinguish a, a dangerous mole from a, a, a regular one and when to go to the dermatologist to receive this diagnosis. How powerful for both the general public and dermatologists themselves. My next question brings us on to talk about some advice you may have for someone who wants to grow their professional profile on social media. And what would be some watch outs? Yes, my first advice would be to follow dermatologists with more experience on that social network and see the type of posts they, they write so you can learn and start disseminating content tailored to that social network. As general advice, I would uh, tell them to try to provide valuable content with scientific rigor, including images, links, and referencing the scientific source, and including, of course, tags to increase dissemination. So content with scientific rigor, links, sources, tags, that's all really very good advice, actually. Would you recommend people focus on a specialty, perhaps? Well, I think that there are different profiles. I'm, for example, focused on the field of heart disorders, but there are other dermatologists uh, with a more general approach. So I think that uh, before uh, the beginning in the participation of social networks, uh, each dermatologist should think about their own strategy in social networks and what objectives uh, they want to, to uh, reach with the participation in social networks. Just simply, in some cases, it would be simply to, to learn and to be updated from a scientific point of view. I always tell to my residents that uh, uh, the, the, some studies, uh, my first uh, notice about some studies is from social networks instead of uh, reading the scientific journal because I, I hear some message about a new study and then I uh, click the link and I read the study. So it's a good uh, a good uh, way to be updated from a scientific point of view as well. Once you're reaching a larger audience, do you have any advice for how someone can maintain a professional neutrality online? Yes, in this sense, I'm uh, quite strict. My advice would be that the dermatologist should not participate directly in poorly commercial advertisements of products, as this devalues his or her credibility and digital reputation. Uh, in the event of participating, uh, participating in a sponsored scientific activity, I consider it essential to declare conflicts of interest so that the audience can see that the activity is transparent. Also really good advice. So in terms of building trust with your audience, you've mentioned links to references, declaring any conflict of interest. How can you handle any misinformation that you spot online, particularly to protect the general public who may not be able to differentiate between fake news, for example? Yes, digital media have the great advantage of allowing universal dissemination quickly and, and free of charge, but they also have the disadvantage that there is a great deal of misinformation, as you said, Adriana. 
So it's therefore important that accredited professionals participate in social networks by disseminating rigorous information. I always advise citing the scientific source and in the face of erroneous information, offering the correct information by referencing the relevant source of studies. In Spain, a few years ago, we created a platform called Health Without Hoaxes, in which we denounced erroneous health messages that appears on social networks. I think it was very successful, and I think that it, it has an important role uh, when fighting uh, with misinformation in social networks. Next question. What could you advise someone on tailoring messaging to the general public versus healthcare professionals? One of the qualities that we must develop uh, in social networks is to adapt the messages to the target audience. So if we are disseminating information with the objective uh, that our audience is the general population, we must adapt the message to make it understandable. In the case of focusing on professionals, a more technical language can be used. On a personal level, I try to be somewhere in between in which I disseminate information that to some extent can be of interest to both professionals and the general public. Okay, so are there any platforms that you think are more suited to your profession? For example, if someone is only just starting, where would you advise them to begin? Well, this is a really interesting question, Adriana. Um, in first place, I uh, I recommend to uh, start with LinkedIn because it's uh, a very important professional uh, social network and you can reach other colleagues and um, uh, um, participate in, in scientific activities and some studies. Uh, so LinkedIn would be my first uh, one, uh, my first social network that I would recommend to participate in. In second place, I would recommend to participate on Instagram. I think that Instagram has increased uh, its uh, users in the last years because it has a, a really um, uh, interesting image-based uh, uh, messages. And then I would recommend to participate on Twitter. Twitter is a very dynamic social network. Uh, you can um, um, know and learn a lot in, on Twitter regarding scientific studies and, and news. Uh, it's a really dynamic uh, social network used even by a lot of uh, dermatologists and scientific societies and even other uh, healthcare professionals. And lastly, I would recommend to um, um, try to uh, develop some content in YouTube and even in the uh, professional profile of Facebook. I think that these are the, the social networks that I participate in. And of course, in the next years, we will see some dermatologists participation, uh, participating in other interesting and innovative social networks like TikTok and others. But I think that it will be in an advanced level. Exactly. I can imagine that every year there is a new app and it can be quite difficult to know where to commit the time to create content. So I think that's really helpful advice. This has been a great chat, Professor Galvan. Thank you so much. Lots of great insight for our audience to take away if they're just starting out on their foray into social media. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. It was my pleasure.